Hello everyone, I'm Pastor Rick Hawkins of Quest Church in Norman, Oklahoma. I want to thank you all for joining us today. This podcast is going to be informative, insightful, and inspirational for your life. Listen every week because we'll have a special word just for you. Luke chapter 10, verse number 1. After these things, the Lord appointed 70 and sent them how? Two and two before him into every city and every place where he would come. Skip down to verse 17, please. Luke chapter 10, verse 17. And the 70 returned again with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject to us through your name. How did he send them? Two by two. And they came back saying, even devils are subject to us through your name. And he said to them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. And behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. Notwithstanding, in this rejoice not that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Now I'm going to go to Matthew chapter 18 and extract two scriptures out of there and begin the message this morning. Matthew chapter 18, verse number 19 says, And again I say to you that if how many? Two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask. It shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst of them. Partners on purpose. Lift your hands, please. Father, I thank you for a conspicuous anointing in this house. And I thank you for every person here. And we ask you to release not only revelation, but release the spirit of revival in this sanctuary. I thank you for not just enthusiasm, but I thank you for inspiration via the Holy Ghost. Have your way in this house. We break every generational curse and dismiss any generational spirit that has attached itself to any family represented here today. And we speak total deliverance and total victory in the name of Jesus Christ. You are a mighty God and we worship you, almighty God, And we say, there is none, there is none like you. Lift those hands all over this building just for a moment and worship him. There is none like you. There is none like you. Can you tell him today, I worship you? And I worship. Of 
Clap those hands and give him praise, everybody. Bless your name, Jesus. Come on, stir something up in your sanctified soul today. Move something in this atmosphere today. Bless your name, Jesus. We worship you, Almighty God. There is none like you. Have your way today. Come on, high five three people and tell them it's on in the building right now. Just before you sit down, just before you sit down, thank you, Jesus, for the power of the Holy Ghost. You know, when I was reading my text this morning, I was thinking to the Pentecostal mind, when people read that text, we immediately start shouting because we start thinking about the power of God. The old saints used to say the power, the power of God. And Pentecostals start shouting on that verse of scripture. I mean, when they hear power, then they're ready to run, right? But to the more calm in the crowd. They see a little bit more of a practical approach. So today... I'm going to try to just track down both of those lanes today, if that is possible. We call that treaching. It's kind of when you teach and preach at the same time. When I read this passage of Scripture, the first word that came to my mind, this may seem unique to you, is the word stewardship. The word stewardship. When I was thinking about stewardship, I thought this, that great stewardship determines great success. Great stewardship determines great success. You should never allow your defeats or your successes to define you. Never allow your defeats or your successes to define you. We should be defined by our stewardship of success and defined by our response to failure. We should be defined by our stewardship of success and by our response to failure. I said the other day on Facebook, nothing reveals the character of a man like money and power. You don't really know who a man is till you give him a lot of money or you give him a lot of authority and you'll find out. God has made you stewards of number one, time. Secondly, God has made you stewards of your talent. Thirdly, God has made you stewards of your treasure. And then fourthly, God has made you stewards of your relationships. Number one, God has made you stewards of your time. Number two, he has made you stewards of your talent. Number three, your treasures. Number four, your relationships. You will always steward at the level of value. In other words, what you value the most 
you will care for the most. It's a matter of value. In the day and age we live in, we live in a instant and disposal generation. We want it now, and if it does not work, dispose of it immediately. Are y'all with me so far? Real relationship does not work that way. I'm going to say it again. Real relationship does not work on the level of instant and disposal. I'm already preaching better than you saying amen. Stop treating people like trash. All right. Speaking of stewardship or management, I've had people come to me my whole life. I've had it happen here in the last seven years to tell me that God has sent them to me to be my friend. I know why God sent you here, Pastor Rick, because he wanted me to be your friend. Now, they didn't ask me if maybe God had said the same thing to me, but they were for sure that God spoke it to them. Um, friendship is largely a matter of time. Friendship is largely, I didn't say it is solely, I said it's largely a matter of time. My response is always the same. God sent you to me, he has assigned you to me to be my friend. Okay, that's what you said. All right. I have nine grandchildren. I have a three-year-old son. I have a certain amount of time. So you figure it out. Upon that response, after two or three weeks, you don't see them in church. And the calls stop because, in fact, they were not at all called to be my friend, they were an opportunist looking for a position. I better move on. You have to make a choice. And the choice is time management versus people management. When you look at the text, let's get in the text before we get too far into that. Chapter 10, verse 1 of Luke, he sent them two and two. Matthew 18, 19. If two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them. The purpose of agreement is not for you, it's for us. 
A lot of people want people to come into agreement for them, for them. But Jesus said it shall be done to them, not for you. In these passages of scripture, there is a goal. The goal is to enjoy the power that is offered to us as believers. Number two thing I recognize is this. The path that he has assigned to all of us includes scorpions, serpents, and the power of the enemy. Are y'all with me so far? The path for all of us includes scorpions, serpents, and enemies. And finally, the third thing I notice in these passages of Scripture is we get to choose partners to join us on this journey. Let's talk about the principle of partnership. He sent them to by two. Key word in both passages that I presented to you this morning is the word two. Two denotes relationship, meaning someone else is involved. May I submit to you that anything you do great and lasting in life will have someone else involved in it. I have found that relationships is one of the most challenging things in life to manage. It's easier to manage money than it is relationships. I've also learned that some people will be in our life for a season. Some people will be in our life for a reason. And some people will be there for a lifetime. A season, a reason, and a few for a lifetime. How you relate, what does that mean? Make a connection and keep a connection is often determined by your ability to tolerate. We're talking about relationship this morning, two by two. How you relate make a connection and keep a connection is often determined by your ability to tolerate. See, when the celebration ends, toleration begins. There is a difference in standing with someone and standing for someone. Preach good, Pastor Rick. There's a difference in standing with someone and standing for someone. You have not really entered into relationship until you have discovered what you are willing to tolerate. Boy, I've hit y'all with about 30 nuggets here real fast. And y'all are looking at me kind of like a mule looking at a fresh gate, a new gate. Let me repeat that again. I just want you to say amen. You have not really entered into relationship. Y'all are thinking about this. 
until you have discovered what you are willing to tolerate. When I first met Giovanna, everything was glorious. You can't do anything wrong. I'll just leave that right there. Before long, you start realizing, well, that's how that is. And the likelihood of that changing is slim to none. So I'm likely going to have to tolerate that part of her. And I can't imagine the list of things that she has to tolerate from me. I can't imagine it. When I met her, let's, let's do this. I'll, I'll try to give you an imagery in your mind of what I call spatial relationships. Okay, so I want you to picture in your mind the bullseye, right? You know those circles? You, you ever played darts? All the guys that hang out in the bar room said Amen. There's a circle here and a circle here, and the circles get smaller, right? Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. None of y'all hang out in bar rooms. Forgot we were in church. All right. But back in the day when you used to go to the bar and play darts, in the center is what? The bullseye. So if you can imagine in your life people fitting in those circles, everybody can't fit. In the bullseye. When I met Giovanna, she wasn't even on the board. After I met her, she was in the second circle real quick. Are you following me? And before long, she began to track through all those circles. And where did she end up? In the bullseye next to me. Everyone say this with me. I am the bullseye. You do not manage people as much as you manage those spaces. Whew, all right. In other words, the closer you get, the more you see. I might need to say that again. The closer you get, the more you see. When we met, I guarantee you there was things that she sees now that she had no idea existed then. The closer you get, the what? The more you see. What you are willing to to allow people to see determines the space you are willing for them to occupy. What you are willing to allow people to see determines the space you are willing to allow them to occupy. 
How do you manage those movements of people from the outer circle to the bullseye? This is good stuff, man. I'm helping myself this morning. You manage those movements by one word. The word is maturity. Maturity. In other words, the closer they are, the more mature they should be. Mm. I'll leave you with this. Be sure to continually evaluate and adjust. Be sure to continually evaluate and adjust. There's a reason the bullseye is small. There's a reason that Jesus was with three guys more than he was 12. And more with 12 than he was 72. And more... Then he was with the multitude, he was with the 72. Are you with me? The older I get, the smaller my circle is. I had a preacher call me the other day and say, hey man, I had a preacher call me. I said, hold on, you had a preacher call you. He said, yeah, preacher, I'm calling you to tell you I had a preacher call me. When that is the, is the preface of the conversation, that's when you adjust yourself. You're like, okay. So there's something behind this. And he said, the preacher asked me, what's up with Rick Hawkins? And I said, well, preacher, what was your response? And he said, man, he went off to Norman and he just basically hangs out in Norman and he preaches and he ropes and he goes to San Antonio and preaches for his son. And he's really not taking invitations to preach in a lot of churches anymore. Oh, so he's okay. <laughs> and I'm like, was that it? He said, brother, that was it. He just wanted to be sure you're okay. I said, hey, bro, tell him I'm good. And he still has my phone number. What the guy was saying is, I've called Rick Hawkins three times, and he hasn't returned my call yet. Which means you're not that important to me right now. Oh, that, that offended some of you. I'm being honest. I've got a three-year-old son. I'm in bed with COVID and strep. I'm not ready to talk to anybody right now. So get over it. Is that too real for you? All right. Say this word with me, proximity. The people closest to us will affect 
and sometimes determine the level of life we enjoy. The people closest to us will affect and sometimes determine the level of life you enjoy. The pushback you feel from graduating to the next level is not always the problems you face, but it is the people that you've surrounded yourself with that think you do not deserve to have your dream come true. That was a lot. The pushback you feel is not always the problems you face, but it is the people you have surrounded yourself with that do not believe you deserve the dream you have. Be careful that the people you are intimate with does not become the entrapment you cannot escape. Be careful that the people you are intimate with does not become the entrapment that you cannot escape. If they can't change, then reposition them in the circles. Getting deep in here now. But Jesus said love everybody. He never said like them. I love all y'all, but I ain't going fishing with many of y'all. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And that's okay. Because if you need something, I love you enough, I'm going to be there. But guess what? We ain't hanging out. Boy, it's getting quiet now. Y'all just, that's a mean man right now. No, that's a time management man. And the time I have, I'm going to spend with people I enjoy being around. God is good. He's good all the time. Some of y'all are saying, welcome back, Pastor Rick. <laughs> Always have right people in right positions. Never be afraid to reposition people in your life. Never be afraid of it. Have you learned anything so far? Everyone that comes into your life is not assigned to your life. There's a difference in an assignment and an association. There's a difference in an assignment and an acquaintance. And it's okay to have associations and acquaintances and be comfortable that they were not your assignment. The purpose of partners rests around one word. Matthew 18, 19. If two of you shall agree, it shall be done. Proximity should be determined by purpose. That's why a lot of people get in trouble dating. Because you date them because of their attraction and not their direction. They were attractive, but they were not going the same direction you're going. So you attached yourself to their attraction and not their direction. 
before you look at them, be sure to see where they're going. There's nothing worse than getting in a yoke with someone who is continually pulling against you. There's nothing worse than getting in a yoke with someone who walks at a different pace than you walk, even if you go in the same direction. The Lord told Moses, do not yoke a donkey and an ass together. They both do the same thing, but they do not go at the same speed. God has given you a purpose that says, let's go, move, 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 move. And here you are hooked up with slowpoke. You're continually pulling, continually fussing, continually fighting, and I am admonishing you to break it up. Now, not if you're married, just just on you. You're going to have to figure out the pay. But if you're dating them, just tell them, look, this ain't going to work. Matter of fact, let me help y'all. If you're single, raise both hands right now. If you're single, raise both hands. There's not a lot of single people here today. Lord, I'm praying right now that you give all these single people wisdom. And I'm praying as well that you enlighten the eyes of their understanding concerning people they allow to be yoked up with them. As a matter of fact, Lord, I go ahead and break soul ties in this place in Jesus' name with people that are connected in their soul and their emotions, and they've been sexting and inboxing with people they shouldn't be fooling with. Lord, break that tie today in the name of Jesus. And for the married people, Lord, I pray that you give them the anointing to tolerate in Jesus' name. Amen. And to celebrate. The purpose of partners is agreement. God does not send partners into your life to disagree with your purpose. He sends them for the purpose of agreement. Woo, I can't believe somebody... Some people feel like they have the anointing and assigned to your life to hold you accountable. God sent me into your life to hold you accountable. Let me help you. Find somebody else to bother. I have an accountability partner. And she's in the bullseye with me. Okay? All right. God does not send partners into your life to disagree with your purpose. He sends people into your life to agree with your purpose. It means to be harmonious, to be suitable. How can two walk together, Amos 3, 3, except they be agreed? I'm going to be out of here in six minutes. 
Just stay with me because I'm about to preach. The teaching part is almost over. But I want to encourage you concerning your partnerships. Some of you are settled just to allow everybody in your life to say anything at any time and you've given them open reign to your territory, to your region, to your heart that is not God's will, that is not God's way and you think people are show up just to disagree with everything that's going on in your life. Let me help you with it. Find people that know how to harmonize with your purpose. Find people that bring a great sound to your cause couple with them and make a difference in this earth if any two of you agree that's touching to engage and I say this all the time the word agree in the Greek means to come into gear in order to cause movement and motion so when you disagree you disengage do you see these gears to come into gear Gears move. The purpose of gears moving is to cause motion. When you disagree, you disengage and nobody's going anywhere. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I'm saying to you, find places and points and principles that you can agree on. Stand on those things and watch God do stuff for you that'll blow your natural mind. Wives, get with your husbands on points and principles and places of agreement. Quit going in the house and finding everything and in every way places to disagree with him and points to disagree on. And husbands, stop doing that with your wives. Find places that, yes, we can agree on that we can believe for that we can have faith for that we can speak that we can decree that we can declare that we can prophesy that we can proclaim that because if any two of us agree as touching anything it shall come to pass somebody ought to shout hallelujah right there the purpose of partners is what? Agreement, not disagreement. Woo. I'll finish. Here's the power of partners. If two of you shall agree on earth, <coughs> as touching anything, it shall be done for them. Power, say this with me, power is released at the point of contact. Say it again, power is released at the point of contact. The power is in the connection. Power is released at the point of touch, at the point of contact. I have no power if I have no contact, if any two of you touch, look at it in the Greek, the forming of a circuit denoting electricity or power. Look at your neighbor and tell him, stop being a circuit breaker. Man, y'all just missed that right there. Shout it again. Stop being a circuit breaker. Can I show you what I'm talking about? 
if we build a circle with the people that's in this building, and we all were agreeing and touching and speaking and declaring and proclaiming and prophesying the same thing, and one person stepped in that circle that disagreed with what we were doing and saying and declaring, then that one person can break the circuit because of their doubt, because of their scrutiny, because of their attitude, because of their gossip, because of their envy, because of their bitterness, because of their hurt, because of their disappointment, and suddenly what was being created by the circle of faith is broken because of one gainsayer, because of one doubter. Can I help you today? Stop being the circuit breaker. Some of you feel like you are anointed to break up relationships. You are anointed to sever people from the circle of faith. There is no anointing in the Bible for people that have a divisive spirit. The only thing Paul said about it was to mark those that cause division among you. Mark those that get up in the circle and break the circuit of faith so that when they step in there the next time, you will say, hold up a minute, brother. The last time you showed up, you spoke doubt. You spoke suspicion and scrutiny, and you were always... Back on up out the circle so that we can accomplish the thing that God, you need to do it in your family. You need to do it in your personal life. You need to start eliminating the circuit breakers out of your life. Every time you start talking about your dream, every time you start talking about your desires, that certain somebody shows up as a doubter in the crowd to tell you you'll never accomplish that. Put your hand up and tell them, talk to the hand, brother. Talk to the hand. I'm sorry, y'all. Let me stop here. Let me just say it like this. When the circuit is broken, there's no flow. Where there's no flow, there's no power. I wrote this down this morning. Stop touching what you disagree with. Stop touching what you disagree with. You lose power when you stay connected to disagreement. Power is released and power flows through circuits and circles of agreement, not disagreement. And he said, if you walk like this, I'll stop. I'm going to get away from my notes. If you walk like this, I give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and the power of the enemy. If you walk like this, I give you power to tread on serpents, scorpions, and the power of the enemy. When you partner up with people that walk in agreement with you, there is nothing you can't walk through. There is nothing you can't walk over. Let me show you what I'm talking about. When he says serpents, some of you think he's talking about Satan. No, he's talking about the spirit that comes to you as a remarkable thing in order to distract you from the main thing. 
What did Satan do in the garden? He came to her with something that was remarkable and it distracted her from the thing that really counted. When you're partnered in power, your partner will begin to notice your glance and will say, what are you looking at? Get your attention back on the assignment. Get your passion back on your purpose. Talk to me in this building. Get focused back in your life. Serpents. And then he said, I'll give you power because you partnered right. Two and two. Lord have mercy. I wish I was stronger in my body. I would preach this thing, man. I want to sweat a little bit today, but I don't have the energy. She said, I'll give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions. I, I challenge you, read, study the word scorpions in the Greek. It comes from the word, the Greek word, the root word for the word scorpions is skopas, the scope that you look through, which comes from the word skeptomai, which you get the English word skeptics. When you partnered right, skeptics don't bother you. Critics don't move you. You walk in such power that you look at critics and tell them, critique this. Critique this partnership. Critique this power. Critique this anointing. Critique this assignment. Talk back to me. There will always be skeptics in the crowd. Let them be skeptics. They are settled to sit in the stands watching your destiny. Their greatest enjoyment is not even getting on the field themselves. Their greatest enjoyment is judging you as you walk in your purpose, walk with your power, and walk with your partner through this life. And their greatest satisfaction is judging how you are doing it. God did not call you to sit in the stands of observation. He did not call you to sit in the stands of skepticism and scrutiny. No, God called you to get on the playing field and start being a participant and stop being a spectator. Tell your neighbor, get on the field. Amen. Let's stand. I apologize to you for our lack of energy today. Somebody shout, partners on purpose. Now today, you need to look at that bullseye. Start evaluating where people are in those circles. Some of you today will need to intentionally reposition people. You got people too close that need to be further out. Some of you got people way out there that God has assigned to you to be a little closer. I'll give you an example. When I got here, I remember the first Wednesday night I was here, I saw a gentleman sitting on the right over here in a military uniform. I looked over there because I came from a church that we grew in San Antonio. It was full of military people. And I realized this guy is a chief. 
and I called him out. I said, Chief, God has assigned you to this house. And I intentionally went after Chief. One of the first guys I went after. I took him to McAllister's the second week I was here. I sat him down. I said, Chief, you see how many white people are in that church? He said, yes, sir. And I said, ain't enough black people in there. Some of y'all look at me, are you serious? Yes, I'm serious. I said, I am going to be intentional about going after people of color because this church don't need to be filled with just white people. It needs to be filled with all people. I asked him what he did for the military and when he told me that he served generals, then I said, okay, let me get him a little closer. Why? Because he knows the power of confidentiality. The closer you are, the more you see. And I guarantee you, he has seen some stuff in that back office with me and Giovanna that most of you, if you would have seen it, you would have said. They talk to each other like that. Don't look at me like y'all don't argue in your marriage. But he could handle that stuff. Are you with me? Everybody can't handle you. So I'm asking you today, reevaluate, reposition, adjust in Jesus' name. Finally, baby, I'll end it with this. When you came into my life, my power barometer went way up. Because now, all I have was Josh. And there's just certain things we can't do. I had Dustin. I had Crystal. But I didn't have that partner. Come up here, babe. When I got that partner, when I got that person that could walk in agree, are y'all hearing what I'm telling you? When I got that agreement partner, then the power level went way up. And I'm praying for you today, your marriage, that God will do for your marriage what he has done for ours. I, we have the most fun of any two people I have ever met in my life. I have the most blessed union, the most blessed marriage that I could ever dream of because God sent me my partner. And then the Lord said, I send you out two by two. If any two of you shall agree as touching anything it shall be done can I tell you when I really want something accomplished in the Holy Ghost I don't call Josh or Dustin I call Giovanna and I say baby touch with me and let's agree in the name of Jesus can I tell you that when we pray about stuff stuff comes to pass are y'all with me right now Father, I pray in this house for partners on purpose that their union would be strong like Jovana and I's marriage, God. We pray for that kind of anointing on every relationship in this house. In Jesus' name. If you want to bring your marriage up here, do it right now.